Welcome back to Speaking Out America. Jim Watkins here. We are here Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific on CRN One Talk and at crntalk.com and then Channel One, the primary channel, of course. And uh, we're also on great radio stations across the country, and I want to give a shout-out to all those wonderful radio stations down in San Bernardino in the high desert. We've got 960 KIXW. We also want to thank the folks at KBOC and Casper for carrying the program. Shout out to the folks in Wyoming. Got a great Secretary of State up there. Uh, Also, we want to talk to our friends uh, in the East Billings area, also in Hardin and the Crow Nation and the Northern Cheyenne folks who might be checking the show out. We sure appreciate you. There's a very interesting race going on there, and it's such a mind-blowing situation when you think about it. Montana is a state which is pretty much about 90% uh, of Montanans would consider themselves conservative or Republican. There's not much room except for maybe in a couple of the big cities, which is typical, where you have a concentration of professors and students who bring their liberal ideas, mostly professors, and then they infect the students with these ideas of cultural Marxism and so forth, and they tend to pollute the well. But in Montana, it's pretty much conservative, with the exception of one particular area in southeast Montana where you have a large area that is called the Crow Nation, And for those who don't remember, the Crow Nation were a group of Native Americans who were uh, basically on the side of the U.S. Army when Custer had his last stand. And I can bring on some experts who could tell you some really fascinating stories about Custer and what happened there and all that. But for the sake of this argument, the rest of the state of Montana is decidedly conservative, but these two pockets... Uh, namely the Crow Reservation as well, or Crow Nation, and then also the Northern Cheyenne, which is a much smaller uh, tribe, if you will, or nation. Crow certainly has a a major influence on local politics and so forth. Been a a few scandals over the years. But John Tester is a senator, and he is a Democrat senator, and he always seems to win in that area. Everywhere else in the state of Montana is Republican, and yet on the Crow Nation and in the Northern Cheyenne Reservation, they're Democrat. And because of the way that the governments between the uh, Native American governments and the United States governments, they've, they've got a bunch of treaties, and these treaties determine law and what are offenses and who's involved and when the FBI is called in, if there's a crime, you know, jurisdictional sovereignty is very key on these reservations. And they have voting booths on these reservations. And it's strange because the state of Montana has now considered that the Crow Nation itself is the size of New Hampshire. That's how large the Crow Nation is. And I think, I want to say maybe a few hundred thousand, I could be wrong on that. I'll check with my experts later. But for some strange reason, Montana always goes Democrat. And for some strange reason, they always go with John Tester. And John Tester is running again, and he's running against a couple of other opponents there. And what ends up happening and what I'm seeing now with Democrats, and and maybe I'm not seeing it, I've always seen it, but now it's just, it's in your face. 
And what's happening there is that you have literally people being bought off. They're being bought off. Their vote is being bought off. I read, I'm not sure if this is true, but I saw somewhere that federal employees are getting a 5.2% raise. Members of the military are getting their biggest raise. And it's not that they don't deserve it, particularly the people in the military. I'm not sure if federal employees deserve a raise. They, they, they get paid pretty well anyway, and they have super benefits that the rest of us don't enjoy and are not privileged to, privy to. Uh, but they usually end up supporting the Democrat Party. And so this is why I think in southeast Montana, you've got such a stronghold with these Native Americans, because they basically get all of this money. They're basically, I think, being bribed. And, you know, the strange thing is with all these favors that the Democrats do to these wonderful Native Americans there, it's the poorest region in the country more alcoholism, drugs, they're impoverished. And this is a good example of what the Democrats do. They, they oppress people because they own them. They own you. Those folks on the Crow Nation, don't fool yourself. You were bought and paid for by the United States government. You thought that you got a reservation, but you didn't. Strings attached, my friend. Anytime the government gives you something, they want something in return. What they want and the only thing they want is to make you and your nation subservient to the Democratic Party. And it's disgusting and it's embarrassing. And the politics of, of Crow Nation has been corrupted by the poison that is the Democratic Party because they want you to be there for them. Tester wants you to, to vote for him, and he'll make all kinds of promises. And meanwhile, your people will languish in poverty and crime and alcoholism and all of those things that go along when you are dependent on the government. The black people are starting to realize this is in this country, and this is why they're swinging over to Trump, because under Trump, they actually went out, they got good jobs, they got good pay, they had self-respect, and it was a good time. And they went, whoa, this is what the Republicans are all about? And I'm going to tell you something else that's going to blow up in the Democrats' face. But before I do that, I just want to make a point to my good friends up at, in, in Montana, is the flood of illegal immigration is only going to worsen your problems. Now you have more bodies to compete with. And this is the same for black inner-city blacks, African-Americans. Uh, while the Biden administration continues to flood the inner cities with new migrant workers, that means there are more workers for less jobs. So who's going to suffer? That's right, you are. So go ahead, keep putting your faith in the Democratic Party. If you want to, people of the Crow Nation and also the Northern Cheyenne Nation, if you want to put your faith and your future in the hands of John Tester, by all means. But don't come crying. Don't come crying. So I want to also say that the Democrats are doing something ridiculously stupid right now, and they don't even realize it. And the reason I know this, uh, unlike many of my brethren, uh, and it sounds like a Steve Martin joke, but I actually grew up in a poor Mexican family. My stepdad, at the age of seven, was from uh, Zacatecas, New Mexico. He and my mom married after my mom left my dad. Not to disclose too much, but and I'm not looking for any kind of you know, attention, but I'm trying to set the stage that I, I witnessed firsthand the migration of many Mexican families, mostly relatives, through my neighborhood in South Central Los Angeles during the 70s. And I got to know the culture and I got to know the people and 
and I saw where they went. Most of them went to Toppenish in Washington. Are we up in Yakima yet? I think we're going to try to get up in Yakima so my stepdad can hear me. I need to make a few phone calls on that. We'll get up there. Maybe we'll be on KIT. I'll give Rob a call. But um, let me see now. What's going to happen when you have 20 million Mexican-Americans in the United States? Let me, let me remind the Democratic Party of a few points about Mexican-Americans, Central Americans. First of all, they're Catholic, and they will never stop being Catholic, which means that they'll never stop believing and answering to God and Mother Mary. They believe in strong families. They work hard. They don't trust government, and they hate socialism. That's why they came here. Yeah, they love America. Isn't that amazing? They love America. They are grateful for their freedom. They appreciate it because they came from a country where they had little or none. Their children didn't have opportunity. They do not like the gay and lesbian movement. They find that very strange, uh, and it's, it's, it's very offensive to them. Go ahead, ask them. They hate the term Hispanic. Uh, one friend of mine, Latin, he said, I don't want to be associated with anything with the middle word panic. Says also they're not from Hispaniola. Says uh, they don't care much for pandering. They don't need your help. They want you to get out of their way. They're perfectly capable of finding jobs and feeding their kids. And they don't mind if, you know, there's a few extra relatives uh, because, you know what, they work together. They have an incredibly strong family unit. That's the one thing that I think I admire most about uh, Mexicans is because they have such a family. They're so fun. They're great people. They love to eat. They love to laugh. They love to sing. They love their music. We'll continue in just a moment. You're listening to Speaking Out in America. 